Shanghai Chronicles, episode 127, Blues, Clues, and Binder Blues. I hope everyone had a wonderful weekend as we prepare ourselves for Christmas week. Who would have thought we would get to Christmas, y'all? It's been nine months. We've been in a pandemic. It's been just, woo, a lot has been going on, people. So thank God we have made it to Christmas, almost ended the year. So 2020 is going to be gone pretty soon. Um, so we have so much to discuss, so let's just dive right into the first segment with Damn America. So Congress has reached their decision, and their decision for the stimulus package is $600. And it's like, you know, is this $600 really going to help us? Um, No. I mean, it's going to help some that are already, you know, fortunate to work and haven't been laid off. But the ones that have been laid off, it's not going to do much. And it's so crazy because before I got on here, I was just in a group chat with my friends and we were, you know, discussing this. And one of my friends, you know, she feels that um, Congress should just let. No, Congress should just pay people's rent instead of putting the money in their hands. And I'm like, oh, well, you know, that'd be a good idea. But I feel that these people that's in these positions are just old and washed up. You know, we need some new faces in there. Like, you know, we need some new people. Like, Nancy Pelosi is 80 years old. She's been in her position since 2013. 2013. Um, it's so many others, you know, Mitch McConnell, like, it's just so many. And, you know, her whole thing is too, which makes very much sense. You know, these people are out here, you know, selling food stamps. Since people know they can't get evicted, they're not paying their rent, but they're out here buying this, buying that, having party after party. You know, pretty much people priorities are fucked up. They're lost. Whereas it makes it harder for people that really need the money. And that's really struggling out here. And, you know, maybe that's how Congress is looking at it. You know, these people that's in these positions, I'm sure they probably hit to the game. I'm sure they know or can, you know, probably understand that, you know, it's probably people out there that's beating the system. Probably. Who knows? Everyone has a hustle. And... Unfortunately, it's a lot of people with the hustle mentality. Hell, some of these people in power have hustle mentality. And it just sucks. And, you know, we're never going to get out of this thing. We're never going to get out of this pandemic. You know, in the UK, they done found another strand. It's just always something every day. And, you know, it took them forever to give us the 1200 Now it's taking them, you know forever to give us the 600 you know because the deal just got finalized this weekend and you know that 600 dollars it's not going to do much for people you know people are going to try to you know figure out you know what should i pay first should i get food on the table should i pay my electric and most people are going to get the food on the table and then most people are probably going to pay their electric people want you know lights people want to be able to see you know so it's just a lot with that. You know, is it a slap in our face from Congress? Some people may say yes. Some people may say no. Some people may be, some people may be like, you know, just be grateful that we're getting something. Um, you know, I, I just feel that 
this whole situation has been a mess. This whole situation has been, you know, ridiculous. And I feel like everyone is to blame, even though most people want to blame Trump because he, you know, the big person in power. Everyone is to blame. Every single person. You know, the Democrats were so focused on impeaching Trump. You know, Trump was, you know, focusing on whatever he was focusing on. And nobody really caught this at the beginning. And all of this could have been, you know, avoided. You know, we have people, you know, yelling, oh, you know, we need to get Trump out of office. You know, Biden this, Biden that, blah, 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 blah. Biden's going shut to shut it down when he gets in. Biden ain't shutting shit down. Nothing. Newsflash. Nothing shutting down. Okay? Since I I took my magnifying glass, since this is Blue's Clues, because, you know, Blue, you know, he finds all the clues. I I found the clues. And the clue is, he ain't shutting nothing down. Only thing he want to do is a 100-day mask mandate. Some of the states already have a mask mandate. You know, we've been in masks for nine months. Nine months. So... You think in a hundred days it's gonna re- no? They need to shut this shit down. Thirty days or whatever, shut it down. And I'm not talking about no stay at home orders. They need to shut this shit down. If y'all on the street, you getting locked up. Shut it down. It's the only way we can contain this shit. And when you shut it down, then you you know give these people a lump sum of money to pay their rent, pay their bills, whatever. You know, this $600 is an embarrassment. It's a slap in the face. And it's a slap in the face to the people that really need the money. And, you know, it's sick. And unfortunately, this is what happens um, when you have, you know, just, it just sucks, you know. And it's not going to help. It's not going to really do much. You know, um, unfortunately for me, I'm grateful to still be working I'm grateful to have that $600 because that'd be extra money that I can pay towards the bill, towards the goal that I'm trying to achieve. And I just feel really bad for people that don't have that option. You know, it, it just sucks. Um, so it's just a lot, you know, and, and, and back to Joe Biden, even though, you know, he wasn't on my topic for damn America, you know, I came across that audio of him um, that he was on that two hour virtual call with, you know, most famous of the black leaders, uh, activists. And, you know, he's yelling and screaming and doing this down the third. And, he, you know, he tells them, oh, you know, by 2040, this is going to be an all white European country. And the Hispanics are going to be the new minority. And y'all just going to have to be able to work with, you know, and that's fucking, that's crazy, crazy to me. And it's a disrespect to black people because, you know, black people all the time, all the time, we let our emotions when this political shit comes in, we let our emotions get the best of us because one, you, you couldn't stand Trump. You couldn't, you hated him. Two, it was like, oh, my pride can't vote for Trump because he's a racist. He's that. And so was Joe Biden. That audio leak was horrible. It was disgusting. And you know what's so crazy? All those celebrities that was yelling and screaming, oh, vote to die, Biden, Biden. Where where are they now? They're mute. Because I'm sure they heard the audio leak too. Joe Biden ain't going to do shit for us that ain't nobody else ain't done. Okay? He ain't going to shut nothing down. He ain't going to get us no more money. The only thing that Joe Biden is going to do or he can do or he's pushing to do is to get rid of student loan debt. And that's a beautiful thing. But I guarantee you, if Trump would have did that, if Trump would have went with that logo, if Trump would have said that, y'all would have went out and voted for Trump. And can't nobody say, no, they wouldn't have. Because they definitely would have. If Trump would have said, listen, I'm going to give every all the American people $2,000 every week for the pandemic until we can get it under control. Y'all would have went and voted for him with no problem. This shit is a show. It's a show. And it's, it, 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 it's sick. It's sick that our lives have to be... In the hands of other people that don't give a damn. 
These people don't give a damn. So I say this to say, you know, this $600, it just really shows us how they feel about the American people. It just really shows us, you know, how they process everything, the thinking process. You know, it took a while. It was a lot of back and forth. The Republicans didn't want this. The Democrats wanted that. You know, it was a lot. And they knew they had to get something in there because a lot of these people, unemployment benefits were going to run out the end of the month. You know, it's just sick. It's sick and it's disgusting. It's disgusting. And, you know, my heart hurts for those families out there that are struggling, that, you know, don't know where ends are going to meet. And, you know, this $600, it's going to be a blessing to them. It's going to be a blessing, but it's not going to be enough. It's not going to be enough. And that's the sick part about it. It's not going to be enough. And it just hurts. It really hurts. But, you know, and then then I just, for the life of me, I just can't understand why do we keep, why do we keep voting these old ass people back into office? Why? When you have the opportunity to vote, when you have the opportunity for your voice to get heard, why do we keep voting these old ass people in there? I don't even have time today to go through the list of how many people are there that have been there for years and old in age. We need to get rid of them. Get rid of them. Old ass white people. Get rid of them. Ain't done shit. Get rid of them. Maxine Waters. You know, everyone crying. Oh, she's Auntie Maxine. Auntie Maxine ain't done shit for her district. Ain't done shit for it. The amount of times all the years she's been in the office. Ain't done shit. And she's living comfortably. She's living amazing. And her district looks like shit. It's the poorest district in California. And she's been in office for years. But people keep voting her back in. Why? And it makes me upset. It really does. You know, the way Joe Biden was speaking to them on that audio, it was just sickening, you know. And everyone's like, oh, you know, Trump has done worse. Yes, he has. He has. And this is not to take up for Trump. Trump ain't shit either. So, you know... (laughs) finally came they finally came to a resolution this is the resolution 600 dollars half of the 1200 and you know i'm probably gonna see bags and shoes and all these things you know and 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 then you know next minute crying I, I I just, you know, priorities are fucked up. And, and that goes on both sides. It's not even a black people thing. It's not a white people thing. You know, I'm tired of like labeling that as the thing. It's a people thing. It's a people thing. People priorities are just fucked up. They're not there. People are lost, as my friend said. Lost. 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 You know, y'all doing these New Year resolutions and shit and don't follow none of them. Not with not near one of them. But, um, so other damn America topics. So another study finds that black kids are six times more likely to be shot by the police. And 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 this is why we come up with sorry, I had a drink. Uh defund the police here. I'm seeing a lot of videos with this. You know, people are not understanding, like, why are we, you know, want to defund the police? And when you defund the police, it's going to, you know, cause issues and all of these things. Listen, it doesn't cause issues. You know, what it does is it, 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 it basically says that. We want this money that's being allocated to these police departments. We feel that it needs to be allocated to um, other areas like education, you know, things like that. You know, we given, we're given we giving um, 
the police departments all of this money and they're not trained properly. They they're they're just not doing their jobs. And it just sucks because you know, every day you go on the internet, you're seeing a video of a black person getting either shot, a black person getting arrested, you know, falsely arrested. You know, it was just a video a few minutes uh, uh this week that surfaced in Virginia Beach. Guy was at the mall and he's eating with his family in the food court. Police come over and arrest him saying, oh, you know, do you drive a black van, black truck? They didn't even give him time to answer the question, no nothing. They assumed that he did arrest him. Then when they get him outside, come to find out they got the wrong person. Oh, he meet the description. Why? Because he's black with dreads. And, and it's like, you know. Everyone's yelling, oh, well, you know, that was one thing. That was one thing on Biden's whole audio leak. Oh, that's going to tear the Democrats down. You know, they keep thinking that we, you know, want to defund the police. I don't want to defund the police. I want to hold them accountable. That's cute. Cute. But why can't we do both? Why can't we hold them accountable and also defund them? You know, why can't we hold them accountable and take and pull back some of that money that goes into them and put it in in other areas, you know, put it in the communities, put it in education, put it in something other than them. And this study goes back, it was done at Children's National Hospital. And the data is from 2003 to 2018. So according to this study, they found that 6,512 adults were shot by the police during that time period. Um, Blacks and Latinas had the highest rates, mortality rates. So the average person who died from police intervention during the study time frame was 16 years old and 93% of the victims were male. Of course, of course, of of course, of course they were. America hates black men, hate them, hate them. And sometimes it's almost trained that women are starting to hate our black men. And we can't, we have to be their support system. We have to lift them up because the world is against them. Every time that black man walks out here, they don't know whether they're coming back home dead or alive because the world is against them. Um. So... When we hear these things, this is not surprising. You know, it's not surprising to me. It shouldn't be surprising to you. Um, If it is alarming to you, maybe it's because you haven't been following up. You know, you, you decided to zone out. After the George Floyd case and Trayvon Martin and Sandra Bland and, um, uh, Tamar, uh, is it, uh, uh, what, what was the guys, uh, Tamar Rice, like after all of those names and those not even half of the names, those are only half of the names after all of those, I guess you're, you just get so immune to it. That it's just, you know, you just block it out. Let's block it out. The thing that's so devastating is our children. You know, it's devastating when it's children due to the police, you know, violence. You know, it leads to, you know, yet again, we don't trust the system. Um, It undermines their mission that they're supposed to be here to serve and protect. Excuse me. It's a lot. But it's important that we go in And, you know, we get people in these positions that can correct these policies and personnel and, um, you know, correct uh, these, um, uh, um, these, you know, correct and identify the situations and identify, you know, those potential bad apples. And, you know, of course, you know, hold them accountable. But... 
I, I just can't understand why people don't understand the slogan defund the police. I just I, I don't understand it. And it, it 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 just it's baffling to me. So, you know, when I look at this this study and I look at this report, they had a report earlier this year. I don't know if people knew this that revealed that black Americans are three times likely as likely to be killed by police compared to white Americans. And of course, that was that has been the argument all the time. Anytime a video rolls out, you know, we were saying that it's used as political gang, you know, we get that. The media controls the narrative. We got that. But Sometimes people are like, oh, well, you know, can't really trust these studies because they can be, be manipulated. Numbers can be manipulated. And honestly, you know, sometimes I, sometimes I feel that way. Sometimes I don't. And sometimes you're just like, nah, like, no way. Can't be. You can't tell me that it can't be. Um, so the study, they said it looked at. 5,494 police-related deaths in the U.S. between 2013 and 2017. And they determined that it was racial disparities in police violence that varied widely across the country. Of course, we already know what city showed the most, the most disparity, and that was Chicago. And that with Black people were 650% more likely be, to be killed by police in Chicago. That's sick. It's sick. And it's it's sad. It's it's sad. Um when it comes to the children, they said the children are impacted by the coronavirus compared to white children. So from the CDC, they said black children are hospitalized due to coronavirus at a rate of ten point five per a hundred thousand. And the data shows a significant lower rate for white children who are hospitalized at a rate of 2.1 per 100,000. So this goes back to Joe Biden's comment when he said that come 2040, it's gonna, white people are going to be you know, taking over European and the Hispanics are going to be the minority. And that's crazy because as you can see, to me, the plan is to kill black people all, you know, to kill as many black people as they can so that we're not the minority anymore. And they use these words, minorities and all, they use these words as like emotion tactics for us because they know if we see these things, you know, we'll grasp to them. We'll get so emotional with them. We'll, you know, we'll be like, oh, yes, they're, they're thinking about us. They're not thinking about us. They're not thinking about us at all. Only thing they're thinking about is depopulating us. That's the only thing that they're thinking about is depopulating. So they're going to depopulate us. They said they figured they're going to depopulate us two ways. This coronavirus gets sick. Or police. So we got two pandemics here that we're dealing with. We got the pandemic of the police with black on black racial police brutality and then the coronavirus. Now, even though they tell us that they're, you know, the coronavirus is more deadly to black people, it's killing whites too. But I don't think it's killing them as much as it's killing blacks because they have a plan. They have a plan. So, you know, I've been taking my magnifying glass because I'm Blue's Clues. I'm Blue's Clues this week. And I've been searching. And I've been seeing shit up close with this magnifying glass. And this is exactly what's happening. I always want better for my people. I always want better for my community. And so much that we can do. So much that you can get out there and do. I just want us to be able to focus on what needs to be done, not focus on what can they do, you know, for us. 
Focus on what needs to be done. Focus on what you can do to help what needs to be done. You know, ownership, businesses, you know, uh, leadership, getting out there, you know, becoming a mentor to some of these young people to get them off the, you know, just certain things. Because let me tell you, they don't give a damn, a damn. And it's sick to hear the guy that everybody, all the black people wanted, all the black people got him in the office, all the black women did this. And he just sat there on that audio and told them that come 2040, this is going to be a white nation and the Hispanics, that's all going to be left. And we, us black people, we going to have to learn how to deal with it and work with them. Crazy. Crazy. So when we're yelling defund the police, it's so many, so many reasons why we're saying defund the police. You know, and I'm sick of hearing it. I'm sick of people, you know, oh, well, the Democrats shouldn't be on that. You know, this is going to, they're going to lose two Senate seats this and No. Suck the Senate seats. At this point, fuck them. So, you know, it's a lot. You know, America is supposed to be the land of the free. Everybody wants to come to America. And then when you get here, we ain't free. I mean, you're free. But it's got some stipulations and consequences to come with the freedom. So, you know, it's sick. It's, it, it hurts. And, you know, I, I, I just don't know, you know, what to say with that. I just think that, you know, we got a long way to go. We do. We got a long way to go. But ho- hopefully we can get there. Hopefully we can get there. Hopefully. Um, so let's get into our rising star. So our rising star is Joanna Smith. Um, she's the founder of All Here Education. Uh, she is on Forbes 30 Under 30. Uh, she's from Boston, Massachusetts. So uh, she felt so panic. She was panicking. Uh, Joanna Smith was because um, she felt when all her customers shut shut everything down for the pandemic in March, um, her company, you know, wasn't going to be able to, you know, uphold and survive. But all her education, she founded in 2017. Basically, they work with schools to address the longstanding problem of chronic truancy. Uh, it was like, if schools are closed, are we going to have a business? But as the classes moved to online, she was quickly she quickly released a sophisticated chat bot system that keeps students in virtual seats. So the bots not only help them with truancy, they can assist students struggling academically, provide confidential health care referrals and troubleshoot computer problems, um, all of that. Uh, the client base has ballooned to 2,000 schools in 15 states who pay an annual subscription fee of $2 per student. And her goal over the next 12 months is a land grab, she says. She wants to help students get to school every day and put them on track to success. So shout out to her, uh, Joanna Smith. She has a Bachelor of Arts and Science from Harvard University. Look at that. Black girl magic. Yes, I love it. I love it. I love it. All right, y'all. So let's get into it. The Twerk Something segment. Oh, my God. The Twerk Something segment. Woo, baby. Okay. This is when the... Woo, child. So, you know, where do we begin? So Bow Wow, he wants to be the executive for BET. And you know what I'm here for? Because BET doesn't have any representation. You know, Tyler Perry has his shows on there. But I feel like we need to bring back, you know, like Bow Wow said, One of Sisson Park, Rhapsody in the Basement, those classic shows. And it's like once, you know, certain faces left BET, BET has went down. So I would love to see Bow Wow in that position. Maybe that will slow him down some. You know, I see he has another baby, um, baby boy or whatever. So maybe putting this, you know, giving him this hat as executive 
uh, person for BET, you know, sitting on the board or whatever, it will it will help the situation. So I commend Bow for that. I'm all for it. I love the idea. I support it. And it's a, it's a yes for me. And, and, you know, I think he'll glow up real good. You know, Cassie has glowed up. Okay, he's on. she's on baby number two. Now, P. Diddy, let me tell you something. P. Diddy is something, y'all. He puts on the front, you know, he fake crying, talking about Kim and all this. Stuff. He ain't care shit about Kim. He ain't care shit about Cassidy, okay? Cassie. Keep calling her Cassidy. Where the hell is Cassidy? I saw his ass on Twitter with that terrible-ass beat, child. But Cassie, I'm happy for her. She done went, got with the damn trainer that Diddy hooked her up with, okay? Now she's baby number, baby, first baby done turned one. Now she's on a baby number two, okay? And sis is happy. You see when you let go of baggage that's unnecessary, you know, carrying, weighing you down, you just glow. Like, it's just a glow that comes upon. Like, it's beautiful. And I'm here for the glow, okay? It's it's quite amazing. Quite amazing. And, you know, Diddy will always be on my list with fuckboys right along with T.I., because T.I. is number one on my list for fuckboys. All the fuckboys that I can't stand, T.I. is number one. My ex-boyfriends are not even number one on the list. T.I. is number one, okay? His most recent comments, I, I, I just, you know, when I see, <laughs> when I see T.I. trending or see a video of him speaking, I don't even press play. Because I know it's some dumb shit. I know it's some dumb shit. I just, I just look at him and I just be like, ugh, nigga, like, why do you have to talk? Like, shut the fuck up. Like, it just be like, shut the fuck up. Like, I don't even click on it. This time I happened to click on it. He's sitting with 21 Savage. 21 Savage was saying some great things. You know, he was just like, you know, I don't want my daughter to date guys like me or things, you know, great things. T.I. comes in and is just like, what? Like, why are you? He's, you know, you would have thought he would have learned from the whole Hyman thing with his daughter. But he didn't. Embarrassed her. Then he's just, you know, just talking some dumb shit. I'm just like, what? The? Like, who? Like, huh, who listens to this? Like, really, who listens to this? Why does anybody listen to this? It's just like. Just shut up. Like, just shut the fuck Just shut the fuck up. Just shut up. And he would never lead the top of that fucking fuckboy list. I got... Let me see who I got on the list. I got T.I. number one. He, he didn't get off of the list. He ain't dropped down, number one. I got Diddy number two. I got Fabulous, I believe, is number three. And number four... Number four, I think, is a is my ex. Number four is some. Oh, I can't think of number four, but it's somebody. But the top three, or the top three that I, they're not remo- like I don't. They're not removing. No, nobody's gonna replace them. They're not gone. Now, Fabulous, I put him up there because he may be able to come back off the list because you know he knocking bitches teeth and shit out, but. I, I don't know. He might, he might be able to come off. I might be able to take him off. We'll see. We'll see. But it, child, T.I. ain't leaving off that list. He's going to be number one on that list for a long ass time. He ain't leaving. I ain't leaving. Okay. Now, <laughs> I'm strolling on the internet over the weekend, y'all. And I, I see this thing with Cupcake and Sukiana or whatever. Listen. These level of rappers these days, these women rappers, I don't know where they come from. I don't know what's happening. I don't even know how they create beats for themselves, but it's just beats. Cupcake is going back and forth and made this diss record, mentioned some names. I think she mentioned Cardi, Offset, and some other people. Sukiana comes because I think she mentioned Sukiana. And the thing about it is with these diss records that they call themselves dissing back and forth to each other. They sound fucking horrible. They're terrible. The Cupcake Girl is yelling. Sukiana, I don't even know what the fuck. Like, they're horrible. They're horrible clapback records. Horrible. 
somebody bringing up the mother, somebody bringing up the kids, somebody bringing up the come on the face with the OnlyFans. I'm just like, what the fuck is happening here? This is ghetto shit. Child, I just, all I could do is just shake my head, child. Then you got Asian doll and city girls going at it now. But the Asian doll situation, I understand why she's upset. You know, Megan the Stallion, let me tell y'all something. Megan is not a fuckboy because she's not a male, but she's up there on the fuckboy list for doing fuckboy shit. She could have easily went on the internet or went or did whatever and just deaded this whole thing between the Asian doll and JT and the city girls. It, it could have been deaded. But Megan chose to kind of like pick a side a little bit to go with the internet. And I see how they kind of pissed, J- you know, pissed um, Asian doll off because it's just like, damn, you my friend behind closed doors. But when we get on this internet shit, you speaking a whole different language, you know, like that's just corny. So I can see and understand her frustrations with that. You know, JT, you know, she started it all, but then get on it. I'm not with this drama shit, girl, but you started it. Like, people that say they're not with this drama shit, they be drama, okay? If that's the first thing they start off and say, they be drama all the time. They're like the main focus of the drama, the center of the drama. So it's just like, what? And I mean, just arguing, arguing, come meet me, drop this location, come fight me. I'm just like, what the fuck is happening? What is happening to, what is happening to rap music? What is happening to the genre of music? What is happening to these celebrities? These celebrities have never done no shit like this before growing up. You know, never. This is just like a different breed. I, I just don't, I don't know. And everything has to be addressed and on the internet. Like that, I don't understand. Everything has to be addressed on the internet. That that That's just like their month, that's like their go-to. Like people don't write in diaries anymore. Like they don't write their diaries. Like and not even that, fuck it, their diary, just take it to the studio. But nobody does that anymore. Everything's for the internet. Everything's for the this, that, whatever. And it's just like, it's sickening. It's annoying. But I, I just, I don't know. It's just a different age with these with these new breed of um, um, rappers. But, okay. Um, so, you know, we called it Binder Blues, you know, for the title because, baby... This Real Housewives of Potomac reunion part one and two. Monique comes with a binder, child. She comes with a binder, color coordinated with the sheets. You know how in social studies when you had a binder and, you know, in social studies or not even social studies, just in school, grade school, you had a binder. Like you had your dividers. Like it would be like, oh, this is for art. This is for social studies. This is for this. Homegirl came with binder dividers. For, excuse me, a name for all the castmates, including herself. Part one of the reunion, she decided to let Giselle have it. You know, the gag is, these are text messages, but the gag was when she read Jamal Bryant's number, okay? And Giselle confirmed it. Now, this is the thing about Jamal Bryant. Anybody that's from the D.C. Maryland area, we already know that Jamal Bryant ain't shit. Listen. When the show first started, season one, I think I hit my friend up and I was like, friend, tell me about this Jamal Bryant character. And she was like, girl, Jamal Bryant ain't shit. He ain't welcome in Baltimore. We don't respect him. We can't stand him. You know, he didn't have babies with the congregation. I said, babies with the congregation, child. What? And she's just like, yeah, girl, he ain't shit. I'm just like, woo. And that's how Giselle brought it to us on the show. You know, he's a pumpkin, you know, I'm not with Jamal. He's a pumpkin eater, but the theater, whatever, you know, the case may be. Honey, now it's like, okay, come back. Her and Jamal are going to work on their relationship. The kids can't stand their own father. And the kids can't stand the father based off of what Giselle has told them that the father has done. You know, when they got older, they were able to, you know, learn about these things or, you know, ask their mother about what happened, I'm sure. And I'm sure she explained it. You know, so in the season, you have the girls not messing with their father. You have Giselle's father, you know, talking about Jamal off camera, talking about how he got seven baby mothers and all these things, okay? 
And when we get to the reunion, Giselle is just, you know, in the hot seat because Monique is coming for Giselle because Giselle was supposed to be having this whole like trainer rumor thing. This is the thing that I don't like about Monique. And this has come from someone has, who has been watching the season. I haven't just started watching this season. Okay. I've been knowing about the season for a while, all the time. Monique, when you first came on the scene, Giselle then, you know, she gave you a hard time. She didn't like you. She 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 didn't understand you. She didn't understand why you got four homes. You know, she was in it. You, a lot of people say that she was jealous of you. Yes. Then it's like she she never not one time, you know, felt like y'all were friends. I think it was maybe season three. They kind of like went on a trip. They sat down and talked. It was like they was kind of like hash out the differences, but it was more so like, oh, girl, I see you. You see me. Come cute cordial. Now it's like, okay. One season when Giselle was with the guy named Sherman, she was in love with Sherman. Her and Sherman, she was happy. The kids was happy. We actually saw a different part of, you know, different side of Giselle. Monique, you decided that you want to take it upon yourself and bring Giselle's current boyfriend, ex-wife on the show to bring up dirt about Sherman. It's just like, damn, bitch, I'm trying to like build here. My kids love him. Now you're trying to come from my relationship. So, you know, all gloves are off. So it's like when Monique is in this current season and she's sitting down having lunch with Giselle and let Giselle put this battery in her back about Candace. Now you want to come for Giselle and all those other things for Giselle. Girl, bye. Okay? Girl, bye. Listen. The whole thing with Monique and Candace with this whole fight. Listen. Robin got in your face with an umbrella. You ain't do shit. Ashley came at your curtain and basically called you driving drunk when you crashed your car and you said you fell asleep. And Ashley came at you and was like, nah, girl, you was drinking or whatever. Came at your curtain with that. You ain't do shit. Now you got little itty bitty old Candace. Okay? Smaller than you, she gonna say, oh, you want to drag me, this, that, and the third, blah, blah, blah. You know, we're talking about the fight last night. Bravo plays what people say to be what Monique was saying was the truth or whatever. And, you know, everyone's coming out Candace. Listen, the reason that Candace is crying and feel the way that she does is because this girl was her friend. It's just like, you know, if I fight with a friend that I've been friends with for years and we get into a physical altercation... That's going to hurt me because I look at her as my sister. She's my family, you know. So if we putting hands on each other, which we vow to never do in our friendship, it's hurting me. Monique ain't face, ain't thought. And that's from a bitch that never was your friend. And, you know, during break, she's telling her husband, oh, well, you, her husband's like, oh, you've been sitting on this information for years. Information about what, Giselle? We've known this fucking information for years. This ain't nothing new. Giselle knows it the fuck, too. That's why she said a big, cute, common collector and say, you know, I know, but me and Jamal has been through the rock. Yes, she's been there, done that with him. You know, been there, done that. So, you know, it's just like, it's a level of, you know, what you're trying to do and what you ain't going to do, but when you do it type thing. And I just feel like Monique just did a lot, you know, with that whole binder. Okay. Then we got Jamal Bryant. He first, he's talking about give us a good scripture by the Lord. Then he comes with his binder. First, the binder is upside down, child. Okay. Upside down. He talking about, oh, you bringing the receipts, I'm bringing the cash register. Now, what person in the church told you to say that, Ma? Okay. Oh, let me take that back. As Monique will call you, past the holy whore. Okay. Who told you to do say all of that? They ain't talking about some. You know, I live in Atlanta. I'm from Baltimore. Okay. They don't even like you in fucking Baltimore. They don't even, if you came to Baltimore today or tomorrow and go back to your hood or whatever fuck you came from. They will kick, they will run your ass out of there because you're not even welcome. Okay. I don't care that he's a pastor. He came back with a clap back because she was talking about his family, put the, you know, receipts, all this things, whatever. I think the reason why Jamal came back at Monique is because that phone number, when she read that phone number, honey, that, that put a, that put a battery in his back and it just, it put a battery in his back and made Giselle just embarrassed. Okay. So. He felt the need that he needed to say something. 
So he did. And it was just about a hot ass mess. Okay. The binder was upside down. The papers in the binder wasn't even organized. Okay. If you're going to come with the binder, okay, you got to at least come with the binder correct like the girl did. The girl had the color coded dividers and messages. I mean, she even hole punched all the fucking papers. Okay. It's, 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 it, listen, you can't find a hole punch these days. Okay. If you can, you, you had to look far, far, far to find a hole puncher, child. I ain't seen a hole puncher since damn near sixth grade, okay, to be honest. So, I mean, she do got little kids and shit, so maybe they need it. I don't know. But that shit is a mess. Then season three is coming. I mean, part three coming soon. It's just a hot-ass mess, okay? And there's a lot going on. And every union is just messy. I'm not on nobody's sides or anything like that, but it, it it has been a lot. It has been a lot. And what I can say is this. I can say that Giselle and Karen are definitely coming back next season, and that's who they love, and that's who they're going to want to see. Okay. 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 Okay, so it's just some shit. But, you know, I love the Real Housewives of Potomac. I love it better than I like Atlanta. Now, NeNe is on there talking about boycott Bravo, don't watch TV and all this other shit. NeNe, ain't nobody boycotting no goddamn Bravo because the Bravo pay you what you really want. As far as money, your ass will be right back there on the show. The problem is you ain't had no storyline, okay? And honestly, just go and do whatever it is that you need to do, okay? Nobody's boycotting no fucking Bravo, Ain't happening, okay? Because we stuck in the house and we in quarantine and we want to see some mess, okay? But Real Housewives of Potomac is always giving it to us. Giselle Bryant, people, I'm sorry to say, she's not going anywhere. Andy likes her. We clearly saw that on the reunion, okay? Likes her and you can always tell by who's sitting at the reunion, sitting next to him. Those are his faves. And unfortunately... You know, Monique, he gave he gave Monique a lot last night. And honestly, I don't want none of the cast to go with Real Housewives of Potomac because I like all of them together. And um, I would love for them to bring Sharice back. I would love for them to bring Katie back. And I, I love that. I love that franchise. I just love them. So you will see. But the Binder Baby, Jamal Baby, it wasn't together, boo. It went together. It was cute. It was cute. But it went together. It went together. Uh, then let me see, uh, <laughs> Meek with his bullshit ass tweet talking about something about somebody daughter or some shit. Meek, you had plenty of daughters and you fucked it up. So it's just like, stop tweeting for us. Lizzo wants to lose weight. You know, my thing with this is, this is just like how Monique was. Remember when Monique, you know, she was embracing big girls, big girl this and big girl that and oh, plus size girls and this, that and the third. And now we see Monique you know, losing weight, you know, she's skinny, this, that, and the third. And I think it's because it's health issues. You know, she, you know, may be overweight. She probably went to her doctor and, you know, her doctor probably told her, you know, you need to be healthy. You need to do X, Y, and Z. And I don't have an issue with that. My issue with Lizzo is this, but I shouldn't have this issue with Lizzo because I, Kim Kardashian does this. She's fucking naked. But since she has children, she's kind of changed. But Lizzo is just like, I go on Lizzo and I just see ass like her big like I don't know but I'm not against her wanting to lose weight and I just don't understand why people are so upset and coming at her for that because she wants to lose weight you know um it can be a numerous of things of why she decides that she wants to do that now do I think that she's going to stop embracing big girls no I do not think she's going to stop embracing big girls but it could be an insecurity with her that she's been having for a while and it can also be an insecurity that people are not accepting her as being a big girl and just wants her to be what the model image is the skinny girl especially in the music business so for fans to really come at her it was just like okay check yourselves it's not that serious let homegirl be healthy okay let her do what she wants to do let her venture out you know do cardio, do whatever it is that she needs to do, you know? So I think people are just reaching with that. And Tamar Braxton, Tamar, you know, got on Taraji's new show, talked about, you know, her suicide attempt, and she thought she'd be better off with Logan. Let me tell you with this Tamar, 
and she's on my fuckboy list too, even though she's not a even though she's not a guy. She might be up there tired of a T.I. She might. It's so many people going through mental health issues. So many people going through a lot, especially in this day and age. And for you to use this because you want to get out of contract and get your way or whatever the case may be, it's sick and you do need help. Because you have been on TV, you have been extra, that's how we have known you to be, Tamar. And for you to really use this as a clutch to get wherever it is you need to get in your career is sick. And I, and I hate it and I'm displeased. And I hope and pray that she gets the help that she needs. Because anybody that will come up with any type of plan like that is sick and needs to needs professional help and that's all i'm gonna say on tamar actually to be honest with you the whole braxton family has fucking issues and they all need help okay and i i just and i just hope you know her whole thing's like oh i didn't want to see my my son to see me as being this ghetto girl please stop it okay tamar just stop just stop you know, I don't know who you guys lawyers. I don't know who is working anything. You know, when, when you was with Vince, Vince tried to tell you you want to get cute with him. And now that Vince got him some cute looking women that he messing with. Now, now you really feeling it, feeling some type of way. And, and I'm not with it. I'm not with it at all. It's sick and she need help, professional help. Okay. Now, you know, this, this twerks up this segment. I've been waiting to get to it because it has been something. Okay, it has been quite <laughs> very interesting, but you know, these binders, honey, with these dividers, honey, okay, and she had color quarters too, she had the blue one, you know how you used to take the piece of paper and then write, and then you stick them in, girl, she had time, child, she had time, so let's get into what you won't do, so what you won't do is fool the American people when it comes to this COVID vaccine, listen, I didn't seen y'all take the seen the knock, nurses and the doctors on the TV with the vaccine. One nurse then passed out. Then y'all try to cover that up and try to say, oh, she has this type of condition. That's a lie. Then with the doctor, the thing, the syringe ain't even filled up. You know, you think you see it comes back to that deep. I'm telling y'all, I'm telling y'all black people, y'all better look out. OK, yeah, the America, don't try to fool us with that shit. OK, don't fool us. Don't fool us at all. And then what you won't do, Trump, is bring back Celebrity Apprentices. Listen, we thought we are we are already in the reality, reality show with you, Trump, okay? When it's time for your ass to get out of the White House, we already know you're going to give us a shit show. We don't want to see Celebrity Apprentices, okay? We don't want to see you talking about your fire and all this other shit. We ain't got time. We ain't asked for it. We're already in the reality show with you. We're trying to figure out when is it going to be the season finale, Okay, when is that going to happen? So we don't need this reality show. It's not, it's not a good look. Okay, not a good look. So this has been episode one twenty seven. Blues, clues, and binder blues. Listen, I hope everyone has a wonderful Christmas, a wonderful you know work week. Okay, good people. We're almost to the end of the stretch of twenty twenty. I hope everyone has some. Beautiful goals for 2021, okay? Um, stream the pod. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Our Heart. Uh, follow us on Twitter. I think it's Shanghai underscore, Shanghai Chronicle 1, I believe. And then on Instagram, it's Shanghai underscore Chronicle. So make sure you follow us, subscribe to the podcast, good people. And I hope everyone has a wonderful Merry Christmas, okay? All right, and I'm out.